welcome back to Keeping My Composure, where I, Tanisha, have conversations with important people in my life about how we are staying sane in 2020. Um, This is part two of my conversation with my husband, Antonio. Technically, it's episode two, but it's part two of the conversation. So um, stick around and we are going to discuss um, different topics this week. So what's something else we want to talk about here? Because we talked about marriage. I, I wanna, Maybe I, wanna I should say something like... Am I able to throw a topic out there? Yeah. All right. How important is a good sex life? I knew you were going to say that. Sometimes I feel like the words come in my... Actually, the well, past week... to the spicy stuff. Okay, but listen. Let me just say this. The past week, I feel like I have been so in tune with my intuition... That somebody will be talking and the word will come up like you just oh you said can I say something my brain said sex the, the brain, word will pop brain always says sex. no it don't and you know that but it'll pop up and then I won't say it out loud but it'll be right it'll come right out that person's mouth and I just think that's so cool but anyway it's definitely cool that is called um kind of like a mix between discernment and like premonition and like being in tune with yourself to the point that you create your reality. Or maybe because you just know me. All right, anyway, what was your question? My question was, how important is a good sex life in your relationship? How important is a good sex life in my relationship? Your intimate relationships. I think that intimacy is extremely important in an intimate relationship and intimacy and a romantic relationship is different from intimacy than a friendship. But if it's going to be a deeper relationship then it's extremely important, I think sex is something that can ebb and flow. Like it's something that you can use to increase intimacy or something that needs to go away to improve upon intimacy. So I don't think it's important. I don't think it's detrimental to a relationship, to me, for me, for my relationships. It's not detrimental. Like it's not going to make or break the intimacy of a relationship. But I do think that the proper use of it will enhance that relationship, the intimacy in that relationship. Proper use of? Of Sex. So like like an earring. I mean, yeah. But like sometimes an earring makes your outfit look worse, so you need to take the earring off. So like a nipple ring. <laughs> I wouldn't know, I don't have nipple rings. I I feel like I mean, do you wanna get into our sex life? You say you want to make it spicy. It's spicy, no? Sure. Yeah. I want to. I want to talk about it. I feel like. I feel like, it's important. So why don't you just go through like our relationship from your perspective, our sex life from our perspective? No, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I definitely want you to go first. 
Hi guys, my name is Tanisha. Um, all right, so I'll say this: most of my the people that are probably listening to this are my close friends. So <sighs> sorry if I didn't share this with you, because <laughs> I share most things with my close friends. Um, so Antonio and I found each other in college, and I found him in a time where I was particularly horny. Um, I had gotten out of a relationship. I'd been out of it for a while, and I was sort of exploring my freedom as a young woman and my sexuality. And this dude came along and was not trying to sleep with me because he wanted to be my friend first, and he wanted to build a friendship and a relationship and intimacy and all of that mess. I want to fuck. <laughs> no, I wanted to. Um, but he wasn't putting out. So for a few months, we just kind of built that until one day I literally just put my ass in his face. So the story goes, I invited him over because I needed some help putting some Christmas lights up in my apartment bedroom, which I did needed that help. You were scheming like that? I was scheming, like. Oh, hell no. I was, <laughs> I was really trying because, like, I just didn't know. I mean, I was in college, so the way dudes are set up in college is, like, if they want to they wanna have sex, they're going to let you know. And, like, you was putting in time and effort, and I guess I didn't understand. I don't understand how you don't know. It's Okay, it's not that I didn't understand. It's that I just was, like, I was really horny. Like, I was just really trying to sleep with you. If I'm... If I'm it's asking how you doing and trying to come see you late at nighttime and trying to see what's good. At some point, I'm trying to fuck. But when is that point going to happen? Because, like, three months rolled around. How long had it? It hadn't been three months. Maybe it, it was, like. It was a month. It was, like, a month. So, a month. Ro- Which ain't long. So, like- maybe, maybe I was just a little. Okay. I wasn't fast or nothing, but, like. That's just where I was in my life. Like it's wild because it felt like a long time. I ain't gonna front. It felt like so long. It felt like forever. It felt like forever because it let's was not like three weeks. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget. Like I had dropped all the people I was talking to. Like I had I had a situation set up that had best satisfied me as the young woman that I was. Like I was in a good position for like personal growth for sexual satisfaction for like just independence and then you came along and I was like so into you and all that you were doing but the only thing that was missing was sex so like I was trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong she thought I had a little dick I thought he just wasn't trying to sleep with me like I thought maybe he was just trying to be my friend maybe he's gay and I'm just not catching it like Something isn't right because he's not like he hasn't tried to sleep with me not once. When I tell you, he would come to my apartment, y'all. He would come to my apartment and I would have socks on, little ass biker shorts, and like, did I even have a shirt on? I have like, I have like a shirt with no bra on, and <laughs> I won't go further than that, but like, everything. And so one day, I was like, I need help putting these lights up, which was true. And I stood on a chair or my bed or something, putting the lights up, and I put my ass in his face. Like, just all ass in his face. 
And he fell for it, guys. Fuck, I said I fell for it. You fell for it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> cool. I mean, that's cool. It was the, like, it's just what I, I was at a very interesting point in my life. But regardless of all of that, like, we had a very active sex life for a while. And then I got pregnant. Um, but probably four or five months later, and our sex life went to shit. We, um, we had a lot of complications in our relationship, and I was also extremely angry um, at the fact that I was pregnant in the first place, at the fact that I had lost my freedom. I felt like I had lost my freedom. I had lost that time in my life to be young and to explore and just kind of like have fun. I traded all that in for motherhood and I was just pissed off. The person I blamed for that subconsciously at the time was him. So I was very mean to him. And, you know, some things happened. We lost trust with each other and we lost our intimacy and our sex went away with that. And it didn't come back until when? (laughs) I think it didn't come back until we found a new understanding of intimacy and sex. And that years. And I think we're still sort of on the the rise with that in a much better place. All right, so. (laughs) I'm going to pour some wine. I guess I'm going to tell my perspective of it. Can't be much different than mine. She thinks that... Start with the accent. Fellas, y'all know what's good, man. I know some of y'all probably like... I wonder how many fellas going to be listening to this. Matter of fact, so many dudes that I knew that was like, either like, knowing, knowing like what I was doing, or like, live with me to know that like, the shit I talked about in the drunk convos, between brothers, they knew what was up. Like, what was up? I'm, I'm trying to explain it. Okay. But y'all know how it is, man. Like, it's a chick. She fine. She got fatty. <laughs> you cool? If you want to get some, you know what I'm saying. It's out there. But you just want this one to be special. Now, I know a lot of y'all probably like, nah, bro, I'm t- I am I want to fuck. <laughs> but there's a time, there comes a time when, like, you just got to do it a little bit different. Because if you if you just fuck her like the other chicks, then she's going to, I mean, it, it might be some good sex, but, like, it's going to put her in that category. But if you separate it in a way, then in your tainted mind of women just pussy and they all the same and more fish in the sea, she just gonna be just that. She just gonna be like a uh, a fuck buddy, and after a while, like you know, you gonna see another little bad joint. Slide through. Was good. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I kind of had to create that 
those boundaries and set those uh, expectations for myself and build that excitement. It was a, it was a a game. It's always a game. And so, you know, I, I notice it all. I seen the way she walked when she around me. I see the way she, her voice lower when she around me. I know that at the end of the day, she is one of them. She's one of them kind of chicks who likes to have her stuff under wraps. And with that being said, if I'm coming over the crib at nighttime, which for you six did nights often, in a row, okay. When I ask or when I don't ask, then it's like, yo, like, obviously we're interested in each other. Obviously, <laughs> I'm sexually attracted to you. Is you know it what I'm that saying? obvious? Yeah, it's obvious. It's like, from my point of view, it's just like, yo, like, I know she want me to, you know what I'm saying? Dude never even came into my room. I feel like what what I was trying to do back then, I wanted you to know that, like, yes, you know what I'm saying? We can take it there. Like, unless, yes, yes, Antonio wants it. But he's doing it differently. I want you to notice my me trying to court you. That way, like we can have conversations. We can actually like get to know each other a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So now was that to build intimacy so that the sex is better for longer, or is that just because you want to get to know me? I mean. I feel like there's been times that like I met a chick and like we were just sexually attracted to each other and we fucked and we had amazing sex. So I'm not trying to say it's not possible to just meet somebody and fucking not have good sex, but I feel like if you want to have continued good sex, then like the minds they have to like connect at some point. Like so, how did that work out for us then? In my opinion, yeah, I thought that it worked out great. I mean, it was fucking five five times in one day. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know like, if that's gonna stay, but I mean, it's like, my yeah. mama can't listen to this. Your mama can't listen to this, bro. Your mama and my mama is females, and <laughs> they was once out here, <laughs> and in the streets. Uh, not even in the streets. I mean, Matlin was never in the streets. Don't talk about Matlin like saying, that. I'm not saying that there was, nobody was out here holding around, but come on, bro. Like, they, people know. Like, this this is what people think about. Okay, so. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what they think about. But it worked out for us. Like, it was good. And then when we had a, when you got pregnant, or when we got pregnant. It's like, it's just one of them kind of things that like, there's hormones involved with that. Mm-hmm. There's like, you gotta get a job. You gotta have bread coming in. Cause like, you ain't about to lose your kid to nobody trying to take care of them for you. 
And you was working all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Me working all the time. She throwing up all the time. Moving in with me in a one room in an uh, apartment with three other niggas. Like, all those things in one is just the the sex aspect is like, like, imagine if we was fuck buddies and then that happened. Mm. And we ain't having that connection. I, w- I probably would have been thinking, like, of course I'm going to take care of this kid. But, but like, I, wouldn't have I don't know in. this chick. Yeah. So imagine trying to get intimate with each other during that time, like, when you didn't even like the way I smelled. Like, yeah. You know, so I think it was for a good cause. I didn't know that was gonna happen. Cause if I knew that would happen, I probably would have chill. But you know, um, shit was real. It got real, and I agree. I feel like we just now, as of like the past like four months, some shit, three months, we just now like getting back. To a certain kind of understanding and like realizing, like, like sex is just sex, but it ain't at the same time. Sex is what you want it to be. Yeah, it's a certain level of freedom you gotta have. Like, even if it's a stranger, like whether it be freedom with yourself, or if y'all like a, a couple. Like a certain level of connection you you gotta have with each other to be able to like still have sex and enjoy it with all the weight y'all the all the shit you done been through with them. So how important is it to you? If I can give you the same question you gave me. Sex. Yeah. Um. I think it's very important. I feel like it's a spiritual act. It's a it's a, a expression of of nature, and so it's intimate. Whether if, if you just trying to get a nut off or if you ain't still intimate. So I think it's really important to have a good sex life. At some point. Yeah. I wonder what most people consider a good sex life to be. Because I feel like 1920, I would say a good sex life is having sex all the time, like having good sex all the time because as women know, and I'm sure men know, not all sex is good. So having good sex most of the time. But, like, it's hard to it's hard to have that sort of, it's like a, um, like. Like a reaction? It's a reaction. Like it's, in, it's instinctual. It's like it's, it's within you. And, like, if you're. At some point, I feel like at any point in any relationship, you're no matter how good the sex may be at the beginning, at some point that shit's gonna go away. 
Like, whether it be that you, your relationship hits something big and you have to alter to accommodate that, or y'all have lost some type of trust and so it's hard to get that level of, that level of trust back in that intimate setting or shit, something happens at work and you can't get your mind off of that. So you can't reach that, um, that point within yourself to release like that. Like at some point it's going to happen. And I think for us, obviously that happened when I got, and I I don't even want to say happened when I got pregnant. It happened right before I got pregnant. Um, and I don't know, like maybe like if you're listening to this, you can shoot us a message or something like, how do you, how do you like work through that with your partner if you're choosing to stay with that? Because I think in our generation, a lot of people are like, when the relationship gets hard and when the sex isn't good, like, why are you still there? If y'all don't have like, a baby or like you're not married or you're not, you don't live together. Like those two things sort of end it for some people. But when you're connected to somebody deeper, you have to push through that shit. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it ended up, ended it for us a few times though. Like it, we, we ended it for us. Yeah. Like I feel like it, it did end. And I mean, I think it's just like an, it's it's again it's like a you just gotta follow your instincts with it because we would we would like for a moment go our separate ways and then come back like like we we missed each other so we knew. You know what I'm saying? We knew that, like, deep down, maybe we knew that deep down it was going to work. Like, maybe something in us knew that it was going to work. Maybe we were attached to each other. Whatever the case may be, though, like, if it ain't strong enough, then it just ain't going to work. Like, But, see, I think that's where depth in a relationship and the option of marriage comes in because... Like, if you weren't going to marry me, if we're not about to be husband and wife, why? If you can't commit to me enough to be my husband to sign a piece of paper, which is, like, super easy to do, in my opinion at that time, why would we even, like, what's the point of sex? Like, why am I even sleeping with you if I'm not, like, I'm enough to sleep with, but I'm not enough to marry? Like, that's just something you thought with. Is that something you think of everyone you sleep with? No, because I didn't want to marry anybody. Like, it So basically was, you're saying when you decide that you want to marry somebody. When I decided I wanted to marry you and give you, like... Like, when we lost the trust in our relationship and we lost the intimacy in our relationship and all of that shit, like, I am happy to admit that the reason we 
work now is because of your persistence with like the growth of us as individuals, like understanding and communication and all that stuff. Like I'm happy to admit that, but I'm not about to put all this work into our relationship if I'm a not be your wife. Like I just, there's people like, there's like, you could start over. Like I could start over. We could both leave each other, hurt for a while, be good for a while, find somebody that's going to give us exactly what we want and be happy. I think it's that easy. It's really not. I mean, it's not that easy, but it's doable. I have seen it done many times over. But, like, what I wanted was to be with you. I wanted to work this out with you. And I know you want to do the same thing for me, but as a woman who I feel like is pretty strong and can do shit by myself, like, if I'm going to, I don't want to say submit, because when you say the word submit, people like to go into this frenzy. But, like, if I'm going to let you take the lead in the development of our relationship and our communication and have a say in my development as a woman, I need to be your wife. You know, you're not about to have that sort of direction for me if we're not about to be married. And that's the same thing for sex. Like, I want to be everything to you. But that's if you're going to be everything to me, if you're going to want to be everything to me. So if I'm going to give you my trust again, like, because that's something that we need, that you know we you want and you need for our relationship, then why wouldn't, like, why wouldn't I be able to get everything that I want and need for our relationship? I wanted to touch on um, space and time and distance because that's been a big factor of our relationship. We mentioned before, um, when I got pregnant, you were working a lot. So that had a huge effect on our intimacy. Um, and I don't know if people, people probably don't know this, but um, that work and you being away from home is like most of our relationship. I think the past year and a half, maybe, you've been, or a year, I don't know, you've been home more, um, working from home, COVID, all of that stuff. Um, but before that. I mean, I just came home in January. In January, yeah. right, right. So you just came home in January. So from 2016 to January 2020, from, I'll say, May 2016 to January 2020, you spent most of your time outside of our house. And that really affected us. Um, but I can say one thing I learned from you being away and then you being home for the past 10 months is like manipulating time and space to um, have a certain effect in your relationship. Is it, like knowing how to do that is really important. 
got any thoughts or anything you want to say about that? No, I'm just thinking about what you just said. Manipulating time and space. What do you mean manipulating time and space? Manipulating, like taking advantage of or knowing when you need space or time, like distance, or you need to be together. Because, <sighs> like, a lot of the time when you were away, I hated it. I hated it. But I also didn't have the, I also had the perspective of it as like, I'm doing this by myself. Like, I'm going to school, I'm working, I'm taking care of our kid by myself. You're not here. I'm angry about that. At some point, and I think it's more so when I moved here, when we moved here, see, and I'm saying I, when we moved here, even though you were still away, working away, my perspective changed to like, I'm doing this, like you're doing the best you can, I'm doing the best I can, and we're making a way for our family. And with this distance, I can focus on being a mom, and I can kind of focus on myself, which really didn't start happening until COVID. Um, I can, I can, I can sort of reintroduce myself to myself. I can build a relationship with you from a distance with a little less pressure than if we were in the same house together all the time. And then when you came home, it was like a whole other thing of like, all right, we're around each other all the time. We're getting on each other's fucking nerves. Like we got on each other's nerves that first maybe few months, couple months of COVID lockdown. Living with you is hard. Living with me is hard. I have never lived with somebody that has ever said, that has never not said that living with me is hard. So, okay. We had to adjust. But that adjusting taught me that we need time apart if we're going to survive. We need time to, even today, like if I were to stay home during, we're both home, like we probably wouldn't spend more than like three or four hours together during that whole day. Just us. My thirty minutes. <laughs> like at a time in increments, like, because that's how we operate. I think that space is very important. Because um, at the end of the day, we're still two people. And, like, if you don't get time and space away from each other, then, like, especially if both people are, like, set in their ways then you're going to be super-duper annoyed. Like, I'm telling you, like, nah, dead ass, like. Anger. Yeah, like, people, if, you, if you're not, if you haven't really been in this predicament and, like, you consider getting into, like, a serious relationship or you just starting and, you, and it's everything it's so lovely, like, just prepare for, like, Hell on earth and chaos. And Bruh. I'm just joking. <laughs> just prepare for like, you know, times when you yourself are going to want to just go for a walk by yourself just for a little bit. Or your partner wants to just sleep alone at night by herself or herself. You know, um, y'all don't want to be around each other for a little bit just because like, 
y'all just keep bumping heads. But then there's other times when like, you're like, man, I haven't been working all day. I'm tired. I just want to chill with my, my romantic partner. Significant wanna, other. Wanna, significant other. I just want to just cuddle up. Just chill with him, like, you know, so, I mean, I feel like over time you get better with it and you start to learn their habits and yours and you start to learn, like, what y'all need and all that good stuff. So, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. It's important to note that all of this is, I'm so formal. <laughs> it's important to understand that it's normal. I think a lot of the stuff we talk about is normal. You know, having an amazing sex life to having no sex life at all. From having intimacy to losing intimacy to one. Duality. Duality? Yeah. Like, in order for something to be constant, like it has to have, be able to have balance in the midst of opposites like if that doesn't make sense like having having a good sex life if you always got a good sex life then you don't know what it's like to not have a good sex life but once you have a not have a good sex life and you know what that's like then y'all can kind of coast after y'all get used to it mm. space if you always around each other then that moment that y'all not around each other you go crazy but whenever you experience what it's like to not be around them then when you're with them you appreciate it a bit more so you can just remain constant and calm and at peace knowing that like it can go either way but you can get back to like equilibrium I guess so it's all manageable once you understand it all yeah but to understand it you gotta experience everything it's not gonna be peachy perfect or all bad like mm. it's that's what a relationship is it's two people. If there's any advice I could give to young women younger than me or my age, because y'all, I'm only 25, is that <laughs> I'm so corny, but like know yourself, like learn yourself. And that doesn't mean that you can't, that you have to be single to do that, because you don't. You can do that within a relationship with somebody who respects you enough to give you that time and space to do that. But, like, no matter where you are in your life and what's going on, you know, try your best to understand yourself because that's going to make life so much easier for yourself, for you and your partner, for you and your kids, for you at work, for you by yourself. Like, you know. And if you're going to build, like, know how you want to build. And you can only know that by knowing who you are. What about you? What advice would you give to the young men or the men your age? Almost 30-year-olds. I'm going to say 27. Yeah, I mean, I'm My brother's. Just observe yourself and her. 
or him, if that's what you choose, or prefer, rather. Um, listen. And don't be afraid to try new things. That way, you always know. You know what I'm saying? You always just know. Know what? You 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 would have seen things to like have factual evidence. At least in your mind that something works or it doesn't. You can listen so that like you can get the input of others, aka your partner. And in the end, just take that advice and and take what you're seeing and come to your conclusions and be don't be scared to try new things, try new approaches and approachments, approaches. Just try new, try new different approaches. Different approaches, yeah. You don't be afraid of doing that. So that way, like, you got some good experience. You you figured out new things, and then you could teach somebody else. All right. Well, I think. We'll end it there. Thank you, Antonio, for being my first guest on um, Keeping My Composure. My pleasure. <laughs> well, that's where that come from. Where does that come from? What restaurant? Is it is chip filet? Yes. Filet chip. Filet design. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I mean, y'all be easy, man. Hold it down, you know what I'm saying? This is my show. Man, Back I, you know, up. I, I got a shout-out here. I can't handle time to shout-out. Shout-out. Shout-out who you want to shout-out. Then I'm going to close it. All right, I'm going to shout-out to Nisha for chasing her intuition. I'm going to take some time to shout-out uh, all my ace joints for getting me where I am now. That'll get cut. What you mean? That'll get cut. I appreciate it. You ain't got no exes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm just playing. I mean, just... <laughs> oh, hell no. <nah. laughs> that fucker just looked at me. Nah, but real, real, real <laughs> though, like... Mm. Shout out. Shout out, damn, man. Shout out to uh, the real Markaba. Y'all check me out, man. Spotify. Apple Music. What they call you? I goes by sincerely. If you don't already know. And um, yeah, man, it was a pleasure. It was a joy. Well, I appreciate cool. you. I appreciate you for coming on, and I appreciate for everybody who's taking the time out to click the little link or the button and decided to press play and listen to me talk about my life with this very important important person in my life and every episode is going to be another important person in my life on different topics and you know we're going to talk about how we stay sane in this world and 
you know, our relationships and our connections. So, bye, guys. Chill. <laughs> Have a good night. All right.